0: Oh, hello, Internet, and welcome back to the Tapstream Podcast. This is episode 25, and I am Trey from the Tapstream, and today I am joined by...
1: I'm drinking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is Chris. Hey. Dear Christopher, affectionately named. Um, Unfortunately, Chelsea is not joining us, Um, but I'm sure we'll find a lazier way to write her character off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> listen listen if i i texted this to their group message but if apples and oranges had a more moving ending than game of thrones <laughs> at least i felt oh, something oh
1: i didn't see that text that's good at least oh, i felt something in
0: apples and oranges
1: uh,
0: <sighs> it's so symptomatic of everything this entire season has been uh, suffering from what happened like i mean if if you and i were having this conversation and we're like oh yeah that game of thrones finale and we hit this and we hit that and we did this on paper that idea sounds good but when you're watching it it's such a piss poor execution and to see a yep. show that was so intricate and had so much to say about the pettiness of titles and the corruption yep. of absolute power to literally be a show about nothing this episode yep. had nothing to say it was nothing but like crowdsource, reddit pleasing fan service
1: uh huh it was it was fan service when fan service does itself a disservice yeah i mean it was it was um what's the word almost like malicious fan service or like like self destructive fan service
0: it, it's apathy it's like they could not care less like i would be i would be so much happier if this would have been a show that fell so flat on its face if they tried it they didn't it was just like let's wrap yeah this up.
1: that exactly yeah that's that's a really good point oh
0: my god dude okay Jesus so if Christ. you if you don't know what's going on uh we are being incredibly cynical uh and it's because we have just finished the series finale of game of thrones we have been recapping and reviewing and expressing our thoughts for the last six episodes of the season and we have finally reached the conclusion and uh before we jump into our spoilerific uh thoughts we're here to kind of give our grand picture ideas of not only this episode but like i guess the season as a whole if you want to kind of wrap that in there too if, if you,
1: season or the series
0: season, uh, I don't want to I don't I don't want to taint the other work with this season.
1: Look, I don't. OK, I don't I don't want to make this episode a bitch fest about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, of course, we've done that with the last like three episodes. I feel but... so
0: bad, too, because like we like I think you and then you and Chelsea in the first two were a lot more optimistic than I was. And I was like, I was kind of like cautiously optimistic. And then you could see my, my spiraling downward. Like if you start from the beginning of this, this like recap, it like yeah. it just got worse and worse. It's, 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 it was a, it was a better twist than ma- some of the main characters in the se- season.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. And mine just was like a light switch. Like yeah. mine was just immediate. Like I think mine had a lot of background. Um, and behind the scenes, which was, I was reading, um, I was reading free folk a lot and reading a lot of reviews and really just trying to, you know, contribute as much as I could the, to the episodes of the podcast. And so, um, my, my decline happened behind the scenes and that's probably why it was just like, you know, just, just contrasted completely by each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to make, I was going to say, I don't want to make this episode just a let's bitch about game of Thrones episode, but I'm like Chelsea and I finished the episode and she said, so which episode do we decide is the finale? (laughs) And like, like that's, that's where we are. Like we're trying to figure out now, like which one do we decide to stop watching it? Like, I don't watch the office after Michael leaves. Right. Like I'll I'll sometimes watch the D'Angelo episodes with Will Ferrell. Um, Most times I won't, I'll start them over. Um, So I got to, now we got to figure out what episode that is for this. And I, I, I actually think that would be a pretty, a pretty unique little thing to do. Some point tonight is figure uh, out what a good stopping point is. Yeah. Either an opinionated stopping point or, or come to an agreement. But um, I'd
0: say midway through the episode of last week, we can just pretend everything was
1: OK. I'd say episode three. Yeah, that's what Chelsea said. Um, And, and I agree with her. I don't know. Like, like if I really think about it, um, I, I won't I won't say the spoiler just just in case somebody has found themselves watching or listening to this episode. Well, we before watching. We, we haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Well, I was going to say, just in case anybody is listening to this episode, before watching season th- or season eight, episode three, um, the I won't say the spoiler, but the biggest moment of that episode was, I think, the last time that I felt excited about this season mm-hmm. and, by proxy, the show. Yeah. Um, and that's not totally fair, because there is plenty of room for me to go back and rewatch. I think there's a ton of replayability in this C- series. But uh, for now... Up until now, that episode, the, the main like what the fuck moment was the last time I felt excited about this show. And so I think from a pure emotion standpoint, that's that's my declaration of a final episode.
0: For me, I think it would probably be episode two. Um, I think I talked about it. There, were, there was a couple of scenes where I kind of like I was crying because of some of the things that happened, which, again, it's very hard to talk about in vague terms. Um, but it was like the calm before the storm and we thought it was because of the calm before the narrative storm but it was actually the calm before the reality struck through and it was the last episode to kind of feel huh. like uh like there was actual things to pick apart and like get to speculate and get excited about uh, it was the last episode that kind of had any sort of confidence in knowing its characters and I just I don't know. I remember. I remember specifically saying I will only be worried about episode two, depending on how the remainder of the season plays out. And if I were to go back and tell that tray that the only episode that I would kind of like is episode two, it's it's baffling. I like I said. I know we're trying to stray away from being like let's shit yeah, over Game we're. of Thrones, but I yeah. and I'm and I mean like everybody like knows me like i try to be positive and find the good things man but i just it's i think what my my issue is is that people are going to look back on on season eight and they're going to be all these narratives about how fandom has become incredibly toxic which I, i will not i will not deny i mean the some of like some of the petition shit is stupid and the way people uh are just like being hateful about it like in in a toxic way sure fine But the biggest problem isn't like being upset because of the way things played out um, or, or trying to feel like none of this was foreshadowed or that there wasn't groundwork laid for this. The biggest and glaring fault of this entire season has been the execution. And that's what's so frustrating to me. Like I keep coming back to just like it's insane that a show could fall so quickly in one season.
1: It doesn't happen accidentally. <laughs> like, I, I... I I fully agree with you. Um, I don't... Uh, I don't want to support the toxicity... Right. ...of, of fandom. And I don't... You know, obviously... Like it's unhealthy to wish ill on the writers of one of your favorite television shows. Exactly. And that's what I was,
0: I think I was trying to hint at like I, without really saying it, but I, I think that you, you put it better than any way that I was trying to dance around.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it is worth saying, and I wasn't even thinking about it. It's, it's a good thing to, um, I think that's, that's a good way to set the tone for our bitching. Yeah. Um, because I mean, obviously, like these are these are people, you know. So it's not, it's not worth going to that level, right? Like I'm not for... trying.
0: Like it's so hard. Like being so connected on the internet as we are to have legitimate complaints that get roped into the negative toxicity backlash. Like I, I mean, that's all stupid. Yeah. I, I'm not crying for a remake. I'm not. I don't like. I'm just i don't know i tried to bow out of the conversation but i mean game of thrones is such a huge cultural milestone that it's almost impossible to not talk about it and it's i don't know because i i wrote about it last week i said this is the last time i'm writing about game of thrones because clearly it's a show that i just don't care about anymore and i i and in my mind i knew i was committed to do, at least doing this podcast episode because we had set out to do it but it's just mm-hmm. it's i don't know it sucks. It's 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 weird how divisive this show became.
1: I just I'm trying to I'm trying to think of I'm trying to stop myself from just getting into it because we need a spoiler break, but Should we get into the spoiler uh, zone? I was just going to say I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try my hardest because there, there was obviously no spoilers yet. There were, uh, some, some really jaw dropping takeaways. I think, um, I think that we're going to be able to, to, to polish this turd, but, um, that's harsh by the way. That was pretty harsh, but I think, I think I'm going to try my hardest and I'm sorry in advance if I, if it's just me complaining. Um, I don't think I have, I, I, I really, I, I don't think I have, like, like. there's no reason to give me the platform to say before, before we hit the spoiler break, do you have any, you know, thoughts? I don't think I need that empowerment right now. Cause yeah. I'll just complain. Yeah. I don't want to. Well, uh, I will say this, <laughs> I
0: will say this before we get in the spoiler zone. If, uh, if the, negative vibes that this podcast has had for the last couple weeks has been a downer for you Uh, rest assured next week it's done I'll go back to being the happy teary tray, and we'll figure something else out Uh, so thank you for for sticking with me through this experiment and uh, as I said I would have never suggested we do this had I had any inkling of an idea that this was what it would turn out to Um,
1: all of the all of the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song memes Actually, like the the overarching Curb Your Enthusiasm meme is (laughs) Trey picking season eight of Game of Thrones to to like pivot his podcast with. Yeah. Oh
0: man. Oh man. I will say this: I've enjoyed it. The only, well, I shouldn't say the only good thing because it has been fun to be able to dissect a show with you and Chelsea, and 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 even like, I mean, I've had family members that listen to this. My dad, in particular, will will pick apart the the episode of the podcast picking apart the episode of the game of thrones and that's been fun um i just it, it swayed a little bit more into the negativity than i meant but one of the funniest things that i think happened out of this is that a uh, a good friend of mine by the name of arrowkin um he and his family n- needed to go on a road trip this past week and oh, no. he uh he he, uh, he picked up his family at five in the morning. And uh, when he turned on his car, his, his Bluetooth connected his phone automatically and, <laughs> and picked up what he was listening to last, what just so happened to be the podcast. And without giving too much spoilers away, uh, we were discussing a scene where two characters had a romantic scene. And because I am awkward <laughs> and incapable of talking about romance scene, in that particular episode, I said... Um, they have sex and, <laughs> and that blared that blared in his car radio with his family in there at 5 in the morning and he said it was the most awkward drive that he ever had and the best part is he doesn't even watch Game of Thrones <laughs> He was just listening to support me, which is amazing. Just to be supportive. That's the
1: sweetest thing. Oh, Oh, no.
0: So, uh, Arrowkin, you (coughs) are fantastic. And thank you for putting up with the negativity.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay. All right. You want to hop into the spoiler zone?
1: Yeah. That's that's a, yeah. All right. Good call.
0: We'll see you on the other side.
1: Stop it. You're spoiling it. You're spoiling everything. Okay,
0: we are in the spoiler zone.
1: The last spoiler break. Yeah. Man, I don't even know. It's okay. Uh, why did they make Arya Dora the Explorer? <laughs> like, was that was that planned? Like, does that fit with her story? I... And I'm genuinely asking. I'm not trying to set up a joke. Like, I don't want to tee this up. I really want to know if it's if it's a characteristic of her, of Arya to like explore
0: I will say yes I will go out there and say yes there might be a bit of a stretch um, but I think maybe not necessarily like if, if Arya said oh I'm going to be an explorer like that wouldn't fit with the character but I think the saving grace is the line that she says where what's west of westeros and they say i don't know and she goes no one does that's where all the maps stop that's where i want to go she's always been this person that's kind of like paved their own way and been their own thing like you know she had the i'm not a lady uh line so going going outside the pre-established realms i think is a fitting fitting in for her and i I, like i i kind of got a smile on that like that goodbye scene that felt right to me um
1: yeah Okay, you've you've won me over a little. <laughs> I fully, like, I, I want to... I know we don't really have a form, but I do want to try to follow our form. So I I kind of way I stepped out. Um, but given the tone of the episode, like, I... If she'd have said, like, I'm not going to live in Westeros, or I'm not going to live in Winterfell anymore... Um, I deserve to be with Gendry, I would have been like, sure. Like I, I've, I've I wouldn't i have been surprised.
0: You know, it's so funny you said that because the entire time that that was happening, uh, I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. I thought because when she said I'm not going back to Winterfell's like, no, these writers are not that dumb. They're not going to yeah, pair yeah. off with Gendry.
1: Please don't do it. And so luckily, hey, point one for the writers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Look, I told you this would be positive and we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pair Arya and Gendry. Yeah, but us finding
0: positive is like parents putting a stick figure drawing on the refrigerator and telling their kid they'll be an artist.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, we work with what we've got,
0: so. <laughs> All right, so you said you want to kind of stick to a, uh, a format. Or are we just going to go scene by scene?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna step through my notes. I, did you take notes? I did not. Um, probably for the best. Yeah, I, I mean, um, listen.
0: To, I've been true to form at least.
1: It would. <laughs> it would have probably just been like you. You'll see it once you skim over my notes. You'll see that, like, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. What the fuck is this? And then like, it's just, it's just like a slow descent into madness. Like pretty much at the end of it, it's all like hieroglyphics and emojis. Yep yeah so 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 uh go ahead no you go ahead i was just i was gonna try to find a way to tee this off um it it opens with with Tyrion. um very very stunned and and walking through the burnt big city of king's landing yeah and i village town whatever city i guess
0: i kind of hinted at this at the beginning pre-spoiler zone uh, this episode actually really was emblematic of the entire season because it, it started off i think solid like i i was after everything that had happened in all the chaos of last episode um you know say what you will about character motivations and destroying characters it, it was effective on a chaotic and and visceral level um, so to open up this episode with, for the most part, just quiet, like quiet um, uh, as they they walk through the city. You could hear just the, the, the gravel and the rubble following and the smoke and people shuffling as they were kind of like stunned and kind of like had their skin burned off. Um, it's powerful. It, it was like a like an oh shit where do we go kind of feeling and so they they at least accomplish that i think that that's something that i can kind of give a point to if we're gonna I'll take it yeah
1: take it um yeah i man to to really like I feel like I've been cheaping out with this whole like I I'm I'm just gonna move the goalpost again and I hate to do it, but um that that is what it is. Uh I've been saying this whole time, like I hope the show binges well. Now that I'm here, you know, now that I live in a post eight six world, <laughs> um I I I feel like I need to like now I wanna say. The goalpost is, oh, well, I should go back and binge it all so I can really hone in on how it stands up against the other seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if that counts for anything.
0: I, I don't know. I think we are kind of getting into this new and this is kind of absent of Game of Thrones. We are getting to a new style of writing, I think, where people do write shows to be binged. I think there's always like this common critique among Netflix shows where there is more episodes than than need to be, and that's just because people have the ability to keep powering through the next one. So you don't have to to have these solid hitting, um, you know, self enclosed episodes because nobody's waiting week to week. You're watching them as they happen. Um, Yeah and i i will say i do not agree i don't think episode i don't think season 8 will binge well but if even if we were to to award it the idea of being a bingeable season it's it's such a turn from what has come before it that like no like it's it's bad like it's it's
1: i agree <laughs> i agree and and it's making me so i if if you've ever gotten you as the listener the you know the royal you have ever gotten the impression that I think I know what I'm talking about I I want to dispel that for you right now <laughs> um, I fully realize that I'm that I'm you know a, an idiot at worst and at best not critical enough and um, and I don't think it's that I don't have the ability to to be a um, an, not an authority, but to to have an authoritative take on this show, it's not that I lack the the ability to do so. It's that this is a really complex show and such a long running show. And I also you know started it and binged it from one to seven and a half, one to six and a half. No, it, almost all the way of seven. I watched the finale of seven live, and then I waited with with all of you for eight. So, I blame you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, so in a way, I, this isn't the point I was trying to make, but in a way, like, I admire all of you who've been watching since day one so much more than I am upset at the show writers because, or the showrunners. Um, because, in effect, I feel. That someone who's been here since one one is more uh, betrayed (laughs) than I am but um, I had a I had a point to make with that um, that I I don't claim to be an authority Uh, oh I got it back I don't claim to be an authority and I I I know that I'm not great at this but um, I will say that me personally someone who's who's trying to review this movie or this uh, show critically, it's making me question whether or not I have this, like, uh, fuzzy and warm and, like, rosy... Uh, memory of Game of Thrones, like it's making me question the integrity of the previous seasons, mm-hmm. um, and not even seven. I mean, six to one. Like it's it's making me question whether or not I misinterpreted even those series, even those seasons. And I think it's pretty unanimous that those seasons are are just cream of the crop, top notch, mm-hmm. just like. And, and 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 I've seen like a split like this. Um, this split where where book fans um, you know because I here's another tell uh, where I fold my hand I haven't read the books I thought it would be a fun thing to do it was a very ambitious thing that I would read the books after I watched the show which I have no energy to do now uh, but I'm going not, not that I don't have any energy I just now I'm like shit like I have to go read the books but I don't want to because I'm just so broken
0: yeah well i think that's the frustrating part too. and again we're we're kind of getting away from uh from scene to scene but it's fine uh i I mentioned this i don't think i mentioned in the podcast it was on the stream uh i'm feeling like i felt with walking dead in that i chose the wrong medium uh i've only Mm -hmm. read i've only Mm -hmm. read the first two books um I, I stopped because I didn't want to because I, I mentioned it last week. I watched the show with my dad. Uh, I didn't want to get further than the seasons were because I wanted to be able to experience everything new together with him because it was something that we shared together. And so now we, we ventured to this point where the show has passed the books and it had to do a lot of the legwork on its own. And it's just like it's that feeling of having the rug just pulled out from underneath you. Um, where I would have rather have had these grand moments be revealed to me in the original form instead of whatever we got here. Um,
1: yeah. And I mean that, and I was going to say, like, I I agree with you, but I was going to say, um, apparently like or season five is where the deviation kind of starts. I believe so. Yeah. So I think we might've talked about that last week, but, um, i don't know it's just the, my my droning point was that the show is making me like the the um force of the show itself like this like season eight and the pacing and the writing and then all of these like <clears throat> I, I like I, i'm in a this is an opinionated pot shot and i'm sorry i don't want to make anyone mad but i think if if You're one of the people that is saying, you know, well, like if you're complaining about Game of Thrones, what did you expect? Like, and also like the people who are kind of, um, coming after all of the fans who are disappointed in, in the ending of their show, like don't be contrarian just to be contrarian. Like, that's not fun. You know, like if you, if you can back it up, back it up, but I've seen a lot of people like kind of find it, they find it funny that 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 others are so disappointed in the way they're right. seasoning it's like i it, i don't i don't want to see you like reduce their opinions you know because you think it's fun and contrarian i don't i don't find any enjoyment in that and, and i just was, think that it's like cheap it was cheap. it
0: was so funny because i i saw somebody tweet out something to the extent of like haha game of thrones sucks i told you all i was right and then somebody who does like the season defended it And I almost jumped in there too, and I wanted to say I hate this season, but that doesn't mean Game of Thrones sucks. Like the reason I'm the reason I'm mad, the reason that I'm furious is because I did love the show, and to see it kind of like where it's gone, like that's that's yeah. So I'm totally with you. I think my what my guiding force has been, and what I because I it's almost been this kind of um, existential crisis where I'm trying to learn how to critique without stepping on the toes of people who do like it i think i've i've boiled it down to this um liking something does not grant it immunity from being critiqued and not liking something does not mean it needs to be destroyed and it's like with the internet it's and w- with the with social media it seems like we can only have these polar opposites and to like to have critiques to is to to take stabs at at an almost like fandom's identity which is not where i'm trying to get to but
1: yeah no i i think that was well said mm-hmm. um and you don't you don't have to um inflate your your criticism not you but the royal well, you yeah. we we don't have to inflate our criticism just to turn heads you know uh don't you don't hate a show because you didn't like this last episode uh that's if if you have if you if we're back to the toxicity I think but if you're if you're genu- genuinely wishing the like ill on the show writers because you don't like an episode you need to take a hard look at uh how you perceive things right but um and yeah so then people are burnt <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I
0: yeah let's I, I I think we got on a little tangent there but yeah yeah
1: we did and I'm i We're, like, literally 20 minutes probably into this episode. 32. 32. Wow. I've been complaining for 32 minutes. We've been complaining. Um, (laughs) So uh, the next line I have written is that (laughs) some had their skin burnt off and were skeletons, and then some were just mummified carcasses. Right. Uh, Continuity error. So... Oh, boy, here I go complaining again. (laughs) (laughs) I think it all has to do with, like,
0: where they were in the literal line of fire. Um,
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: But, yeah. uh, So, I mean, so Tyrion, I can't remember what happens in, in what sequential order, but I think I'll go ahead and take this to Tyrion's end in this kind of, like, remorse section uh eventually he kind of shows up on the the area where jamie and uh cersei died and he starts like unearthing where they had um been crumbled uh and or murdered when he walked up to it and found the golden hand in the rubble i legitimately thought they were going to give us a fake out and show that the hand i did too it was just the hand and that they had escaped um but it 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 Followed your, you know, show the body rule kind of thing, and we got final confirmation yeah. that uh Jamie and Cersei were dead.
1: How, yeah.
0: How did you feel about
1: Tyrion crying like he did? Uh, um I'm gonna stop qualifying everything I say after this last qualification. Uh-huh. Um I watched this episode very unfairly. Yeah. Um that being With said. With expectations of good writing? man i don't even know what i was like i really don't i don't know what i was expecting but i just know that i watched this episode uh like i i I checked out i think pretty clearly at episode four and um whenever he's crying like like chelsea was like fully showing the weight of of the episode and at that moment all i could say was wow i didn't realize he cared about cersei that much and, and I, I get, like, I w- it was kind of a joke, but kind of not. Because um, I get that he was crying for Jamie primarily. Yeah. And, and Cersei's a, a, a proxy cry, if you will. Um, but still, I don't know. And it just, like, I, I think you kind of
0: cooled me down a little bit. Because, yeah, he probably was crying for Jaime. Um, but I do think there is some kind of um, weight to what you said about, does he care about Cersei? Cause it seemed like he tried to play to Cersei's emotions way too many times. Yeah. Um, like uh, Tyrion's intelligence has been under severe questioning for a good couple of seasons. Cause he's been doing nothing but give bad advice and kind of like making things worse for Danny. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with how much he ch- trusted his sister too many times. And it's mm-hmm. character breaking stuff like that, that w- when we get to an emotional scene like this, instead of feeling anything, it's just like, we're questioning the consistency of the character. So I, in this scene where it felt like I should have felt something, I kind of didn't. Um, and it, it, and with unearned credit, it st- it lingered on that scene too long for me to kind of like, yeah, to be worth anything. I think in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I, you know, you just said something, this is another kind of tangent thing and I don't want to harp on it too long, but you said, you know, like, whether it's character consistency or not um and i had just thought about this like before you said so i was like man i would love to have like some some sort of like I, like i would love to be a part of like a film studies that dug into every character and i don't know follow their consistency i guess i i, I would I don't know what the payoff is you know mm-hmm. I think the payoff there's two there's there's two payoffs personally for me um, one to prove me wrong because I would absolutely love to be proven wrong like right. I, I I genuinely want to be wrong thinking this this ended poorly like I, I would love for the turnout to be like I just didn't get it because I wasn't smart enough to pick up on it like mm-hmm. that, that would make me feel better because I would think like oh great now I have something to go back and like be better at and like I, I want to watch this with with more um, intent and and get it next time and then also like um, I I, I would want to know shit man I think I just lost my point Um, oh no excuse me I didn't lose my point I would want to know if it were um, more humanizing for the characters you know because if you think about it and I could be like really trying to push the boundaries of of uh of how far you'll you'll let me spin this yarn. Um it might be kind of one of those things that it's like, well, you know, it's a human flaw to forgive um those that are family. And and it's like at the end of the day like I I, I don't know if I'm satisfied with it, but I'm wondering if like it's one of those things like, Well, Cersei was family at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, like I almost, I think they've been, man, I'm so, I'm so fucking conflicted about it because I think they've been better about communicating those things. And so if that's the, the subtext, then I would say that it's not very well communicated. Um, or it's, it's too, like, I, I have to connect too many dots on my own to make it so, and I don't like that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that's my I think that's my personal struggle so far is that I'm wondering how much I need to infer and how much was implied. I need to know what they're telling me to think and when I need to stop saying, well, I think it's this because at that point I don't want to be ju- like it's it's just too far into the the hearsay, you know, like it- I don't want to be justifying the show while somebody else is finding ways to disqualify the show. It seems, it seems like there is a happy balance
0: between, um, you know, the text and the subtext, and what they tell you and what they don't tell you. And this show seems to be missing it. Um, I think the best example I can come up to, and I hate that we were, I have to go back to the previous episode to kind of like solidify this point is the biggest controversy is the the turn of Danny uh, last week. Every I think that was the breaking point for a good chunk of people. And the response to everyone being upset after last week's episode was if you guys thought this was... Because they, they quoted the show. If you guys thought this was going to be a happy ending, you weren't paying attention. They have been hinting at Danny becoming the Mad Queen for so long. And they pulled scenes that had come in previous seasons showing... Uh, and, and foreshadowing what she would become and that was supposed to be the 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 flag that they planted in the sand to kind of like justify what this show has come to and the, the easiest response back is that foreshadowing is not storytelling. Think yeah. about how much work went into taking Jamie from being this person who pushes a kid out the window to being a fan favorite because they took the time to redeem his character and show that he... Deep down, was a good person. That the reason why he killed the Mad King is because he cared about the city and didn't want to see people destroyed. And then to have his storyline end where the in the tent with with Tyrion, where he says, "I never cared for the people anyway." That like like little character assassinations like that are insane. And so to bring it back to Danny, there is a mile long gap between. Oh, Danny has burned people before when they went against her rule, to literally burning women and children and innocent people for no reason. And so on this, on the back of this, what am I supposed to infer and what is implied? It there, there's such huge gaps that you can't trust the show anymore. I, I think I've already I said that I don't trust the show to be good anymore, and I think that's what it is: is that there's just. <clears throat> there's just they're leaving too many big open wide gaps
1: you know i was just making a note and i think i'm just going to stab it in real quick um overall i i fully agree with what you just said and i wanted to compound one of the things you said um the mile-long gap between danny burning you know the the justification of like well danny's burned people before so she's just gonna do it again um I feel like there was a personified explanation of that through Tyrion. Uh, way late in the episode, I'm skipping way far ahead. Um, Tyrion, we'll get to it, but Tyrion and John have a have a discussion, and Tyrion explains that you know all of these times, Danny is burning all of these evil men, and people are cheering her for it, and it's calcifying her belief of what is truly just and good, and so. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was saying that John had become a threat to to her both, um, both in the sense of what she wants and what she feels she is uh meant to carry out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, I he I'm I'm butchering this scene. But at one point he says something to the effect of, you know, what what would you do to a person standing in your way of what is good? Uh, you know, ba- basically like everybody has proven to her that she is the center, you know, moral compass of, of what is good. And so it's much easier for her to make those decisions whenever she is backed by a literal army of people that you know, has kind of reinvested that, that wealth and that measure of good in her mm-hmm. um i don't know i i liked that scene but i didn't buy it i guess like it, it, it i was like yeah nice nice start you know <laughs> like <laughs> the best time to start was
0: yesterday kind
1: of thing. yeah like. yeah
0: that's the kind of groundwork that needed to be laid out in a in a spaced out season i think that's where i'm kind of struggling with like how much i want to get into this because it really feels like i mean we we've pegged what's wrong with this episode with the season and it's it's we're just kind of repeating ourselves Um, yeah
1: and you know i think we i I really do want to at least skim my notes and and maybe hit on Let's pick a couple of uh, high notes. Uh, yeah, from that's this. what I want to do. I, I want to, yeah, I want to Because we don't try... have to go s- scene by scene. Right, but I want to, you know, because, like, if you if you read my notes, it's like, Grey Worm teleported after killing... All- like, mm-hmm. Grey Worm is, is, like, assassinating these... They're not assassinating, but he's... he's Executing. Um, executing these these Lannister soldiers. And then, like, John leaves, and suddenly Grey Worm's, like, at the top of the fucking stairwell... <laughs> Where, Jan- where Danny is and I'm just like give me like even like Chelsea pointed it out first yeah. like she was like how did he get there mm-hmm. and I was like that's a good point um but you know like like th- I I would be you know uh, it would it would be a disservice to not point out the the fucking great shot yeah. where, where Danny is walking back and and uh and Drogon's wingspan is like just stretched behind her um that was wicked. Like it, that was, that was pure fan service, but it was God beautiful. was that a good like, shot. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, because I mean, the, the way they had the, um, the uh, Targaryen flag there, the way the Unsullied were just kind of in, in formation, the Dothraki yeah. were like cheering and hollering and, and Daniel yeah. standing alone on a destroyed King's landing. And it, it,
1: it, it, it it's a good imagery. Um, yeah. And, and so here's something fun. Like what, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna ask a question, and then I'm going to give you my thought. But I'm gonna tell you that it's it's going to be easy to change my mind. Um, the question is, what do you think that shot was intended to communicate? Power and then, and power. okay, yeah, because because I was like I I saw it and I was like I don't think the shot like as beautiful. So anytime I see shots like that, uh, you know that are that are so clearly um, uh, you know, metaphorical and representative of, of of something that like you need to pay attention to this. I I immediately think like okay, a what am I supposed to be getting? Uh, B like, d- is this something that needed to be communicated? And you know, is it something that I didn't already know? Um, I saw it and I thought like personally, I saw it and thought, oh, that's cool, but it didn't communicate to me anything i didn't already know mm-hmm. um maybe it was just a solidification of power um I, and i i didn't have that word in my head before you said so you you actually just gave me that one um but anyway like i don't know i think it's i think it's kind of neat because shots like that are obviously so like they they clearly planned that out you know that was such an aha shot like kudos to whoever thought we have to get this that was uh i think that was probably even a storyboarded and written shot one that they thought we need to intend to get this shot um, more so than the fact that they storyboard any other shots, I'm greatly reducing the work that, <laughs> that these people do. But yeah. yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Like it's one of those things. Yeah, that you're it's,
0: like... a, it's a evokes it powerful imagery because I mean, right. Danny's entire storyline uh, through the subtext is that she has been on this quest for so long and there is this feeling of of hollowness and i'm not saying that in a pejorative way of me the audience but like there's this hollowness of her getting everything she wanted and it's not enough because she doesn't have the love of obviously uh the people of king's landing because they're dead and it's like (laughs) it's it's like it's almost kind of um a denial to kind of like stand up there and have this show of force. Who is she showing force to? They have won. She's got everything. And she delivers this speech of, um, you know, I will liberate every every city everywhere and all the people will be free. And I think Tyrion kind of, under, kind of underlines this point when he says that she will liberate everyone to be under her rule. So she's basically just another delusional tyrant. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, that in a, in a sea of poo isn't a wonderful, uh, wonderful scene. It does evoke strong emotions.
1: Yeah. You just gave me something for that, that I don't think I was like, you just kind of flipped it on me a little bit because I was thinking like at face value, I was thinking, ah, man, that was like, obviously like, that was a shot that I needed to take away. Um, you know, I needed to remember that one. And then when I started digging into the intent, I was thinking this is kind of gratuitous. Um, but you just kind of pointed out that the gratuity was um, was not just in that one shot like it was you know the speech, the the theatrics of the whole situation like the point that she's just like showing this all to fucking no one right. <laughs> you know like who are we trying to impress here? Um, that's a cool spin. I, I really like that that almost like even the shot like like it kind of wooed me for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really, like, I really like the idea that they could do that to me this late in the game. <laughs> and, um, and
0: it's almost kind of horrifying in the way, because, I mean, we sympathize with the quote-unquote good guys, Tyrion and Jon, and to see them kind of giving these, like, you know, side eyes, like, oh, sh-, like, it's 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 scary, like, to watch somebody that you had trusted this entire time to suddenly give in to absolute power, which, which I did kind of fault the show for not having anything to say in the the cold open um, you know, this is kind of hitting on that theme of, of uh, absolute power corrupting people. You
1: know, I'm going to step away from it, but the whole like overtone of, of raw power and democracy and stuff. I don't, I don't love the, I don't love that being the message. So I'm going to assume that that is not the message. Um, I jokingly said, I don't know if I said it on podcast, but I did jokingly send it to you in text that democracy was good. And that's the, that's the takeaway. I hope that's like, I I want to be
0: so wrong about that. It's like a fourth grade politics message. Like for a show that was as intricate as it was to just come out and say, and it, I, I was even quoted as saying that I wanted Tyrion to install his more democratic lead. But the, the way they kind of fumbled through it and the way they had uh, Sam be the surrogate for the audience and have everybody laugh at him and then literally do exactly what they said they weren't yeah. going to do. <laughs> how, how. How did we go from a massacre last week to fucking slapstick comedy this week with Sansa telling her uncle to sit down and then him banging his sword against the poles as he was sitting down? Like,
1: what What are we doing, Norm? What are we doing? I, I truthfully couldn't tell you. I'm going to... I want to... My notes are definitely going to call on that. Uh, not specifically the sit-down uncle thing, but um, the... Um, the post-killing tone i definitely want to comment on that but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring something up i don't know if this is um i don't know if there's much here but chelsea pointed out that the difference between the Dothraki and the unsolid was just super interesting to see um, amidst all of the the chaos and in danny's you know speech that she basically says like we're gonna kill everybody until we liberate everybody which makes no sense um i don't know she pointed out the the just the, the stark contrast between the two was, was pretty interesting. And what's so um, funny about that. Um,
0: and again, I don't want to, I don't want to give this sense that like, I'm a bitter book reader. Cause I only read the first two. Um, I, I, you know, I've not really kept up with George R. R. Martin, you know, out past his, his contributions to the show. But uh, as I've done some reading in in the subreddit, you know, George R. R. Martin's entire fuel for writing the series is it was almost a critique on on stuff like lord of the rings where and this is this is going to sound silly but i mean this is this is the guiding force his question is like well at the end of return of the king what's aragorn's tax plan like what what are they what is the reality you know the the day is saved these big fantastical beasts have been destroyed how do these worlds go on living Where, where you know he was interested in that reality and so huh. when you bring up this 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 con- this contrast between the Dothraki and the Unsullied, how are they going to like uh, like the Dothraki, the Unsullied and King's Landing? How are they going to assimilate peacefully? And that by the end of the episode, they're just all kind of like walking around and like it's a storybook ending. Like
1: it's it, there's no there's no. Uh, no, I'm yeah, I'm with you. Um, You just gave me like. You just gave me something and then like made it complex. Mm-hmm. So fuck you for it. <laughs> but uh <laughs> um no Ch- Chelsea I, I hate to cut a, cut ahead again, but Chelsea was saying like what like towards the end of the episode she was like what am I watching? Like what what is the point of showing me this? Yeah. You know. Um this 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 like round table King's Council discussion that's happening. Like she kept saying the whole time like why am I watching this? And I think you just gave an explanation, in the sense that Jordan R. R. Martin is interested in the the aftermath. Yeah, and and I like that. But then you <laughs> pointed out that like uh, like it, it, it's clear now that we've finished the episode that we're not meant to see the Dothraki and the Unsullied live in peace. Like, what, what, do we even see where they go? Like, we see that the the Unsullied sail to to Noth. Noth, yeah, or are-
0: yeah, Nath, something like that. Whatever yeah, it they is. take off. Dothraki hang out in King's Landing. Uh, Drogon's just fucking flying around. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh my God. Uh,
0: where, where's the dragon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Before we get there, because we were kind of working our way up to it. I think we've we've kind of skipped. We talked about Grey Worm teleporting. Uh, John and and Tyrion have their like uh their back and forth where Tyrion basically blatantly says the subtext without any setup uh and then we get to the point where john and danny i think i want to kind of hit on this scene um do you have any thoughts for this particular meeting between the two characters
1: um john is full of pride but he seemed noticeably dumber this episode like I get like I I get I think everybody understands that there is always a constant struggle for uh loyalty and morality mm-hmm. with John. Um because the two are are conjoined for him. Yeah. You know, morality and loyalty to him both have a true like north track in his moral compass. Like they both Face the same direction; they can join and coalesce in the same way in a perfect world. And so he's got this constant struggle as a character of like, how do I be loyal? How do I be moral? And how do I make the two work? And that's his. That's his. You know, that's his thing. That's his driving force. Right? Am I wrong? No, no, no. I, no I mean, you're spot on on that. So, like, to to vocalize it so fucking simply like in the way that they did in this episode to, to, to have him vocalize it in a way that I would expect, like I would expect to see a character, this, um, like his, his loyalty morality struggle was so rudimentary that I would expect to see it on like fucking ABC or something. Like I would expect to see it on like, on like the Hallmark channel or like ABC family and, and, I say that to say that I say that to make the point that HBO and, and Game of Thrones, really not even HBO, just Game of Thrones has has historically provided much more complexity for your money, if you will. Like mm-hmm. if we're gonna make it that conversation, like you pay for HBO, you're getting Game of Thrones. Like you're getting a fucking mecca of a television show. I mean, this is this is supposed to be the show that has proven itself to transcend. Any, any of your expectations, um, I think. And so to shove John's idiocy in my face like that really upset me. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Like he's so stupid in this episode. Um, and I get that it's kind of like, well, because he's fighting with his morality and his loyalty, you know, it's like, yeah, no, I get it. But like, this is, uh, this is another episode. Like this is not an episode. This is another uh, display of gratuity. Like this is too much um and maybe i'm wrong like i I, another thing i would love to be wrong about but i just feel like he was like i don't know if it maybe it could be explained as like a misdirect for the guards outside the door as he was meeting with Tyrion or something but um i don't know i just feel like he was way stupider this episode and and it bugged me it bugged the hell out of me like his his um disbelief was was unbelievable <laughs> and,
0: and the continued like wanting to support Danny despite what happened kind of thing. yeah
1: like yeah like John's already seen that she is killing children mm-hmm. and like that's what oh man like we're okay I'm gonna try my hardest to wrap this up really quickly um, he's defying what Tyrion is suggesting to him which is treason by qualifying her as his queen right um so far as to say something that he knows is a bald-faced lie which is Sansa and Arya will bend the knee mm-hmm. they will respect their queen you know that's not true yeah um, you know that that uh, john you know that that's optimistic um and then and this is where i said i'm going to try to wrap it up really quickly then he goes to Daenerys and throws all of that out the window and immediately suggests that he is defying her you know, like he, he, his tone changes. His, his, um, he becomes accusatory. He becomes very critical of her actions. Uh, it just doesn't jive with the, the politics of making a decision like that with Tyrion. Like, I don't see how they coalesce very well because he's, he's telling Tyrion, um, you know, she's my queen. I'm going to do what she wants me to do, you know, kind of shit like that. And then he immediately goes to her and it's like, does he feel like safe with her? Like he clearly, based on what he's just watched happen, he knows that he doesn't fully understand her. Um, he doesn't, you know, he can't really trust her and and understand like what she's going to do next. So I just, I don't know. Like if he, if he made the decision to like protect his his true uh, emotion about the whole thing to Tyrion, then I don't get why he would play his hand with Danny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just man. <clears throat>
0: I- well, I mean, I can. I mean, I'll have the answer right here. It's um because the we these aren't these scenes aren't based on characters' decisions anymore. They're based on things that need to happen. So in that scene with Tyrion and Jon. What needs to happen, because they want it to happen, is they want the callback to his conversation with, um, oh god, mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned him, the the maester in uh, the night Watch. Aemon Targaryen. They, they wanted to have that callback where he says, love is the death of duty. So he's basically uh, admitting to Tyrion, I know what I need to do, but I love her. And Tyrion says, "Duty is the death of love. That you have to forsake your love for duty because it is good for the realm." So you know that tracks. Like that scene in an, in an, in a vacuum, that scene works. Yeah. But we didn't get there, and then so we get to the next scene where John is then immediately confronting uh, Danny. They needed to have that scene happen. So instead of being motivated by choices or any kind of thoughts or groundwork laid by John we just jump right into it. So we get this whiplash back and forth between um, almost two separate characters, thus giving the feeling of being dumb because that's what they wanted to happen. Like they ne- we needed to have this climactic moment between John and Danny. Um, and it wasn't written because that's what the characters would do. It was written because it was a check mark on a to-do list, which right. is exactly what I said last week. And
1: Yeah. Oh, man. And it, and it rings true. Um, Yeah let's let's try to keep going through scenes um, okay uh, yeah
0: because we're, we're about an hour in so we'll, we'll try and speed yeah run this. um
1: but i mean I, I do want to hit on this uh are, are we still sticking to the scene do you have any more to add uh between the two of them i don't believe so um it, it was really just more of the same uh Tyrion just justifying why danny bad and john saying no danny good and that was <laughs> pretty much it um thematically it it really just reinforced the same thing they've been trying to set up for the last three episodes mm-hmm. so. uh, because we're too stupid to understand it so <laughs> that's not fair well, but mean, you uh, can lead a horse to water but the horse is going to be upset if it's a fucking thimble <laughs> I love that oh my god um so did, did you you seemed like you had a how to wrap up for that. Do you have something for
0: the Danny and John? I just, I want to kind of like touch on what. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. 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 Let's, let's do it.
0: So, I mean, ultimately the, the conclusion of the, the confrontation is that John kills Danny, um, which happens. Is it fair to say in the first like 30 minutes?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because (laughs) yes, because after that, it turns into this like fade to black cut, PBS fucking Saturday morning special. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I was watching Wishbone. Do you remember Wishbone?
0: No. But do you remember at the height of Game of Thrones popularity where people would make like this is what Game of Thrones theme song would look like if it was made in the 90s and then it like had like the upbeat music and all the characters yes. kind of like smiling at the camera. That's what yes. this season turned into.
1: Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> i you know what I'm going to make a note for that because I really want to bring up something about that after I've Mm -hmm. after we've tried our hardest to just get through this
0: yeah um so no I I mean to me I just kind of like I saw it coming like I I did kind of let like oh like when he he stabbed her just because I think I was more surprised by it happening so soon um I I don't I don't really have much to say in that regard uh so I'll I'll make room for anything you had to
1: say because I there's something that happens next that I just want to talk about um yeah uh and yeah so I'll let you tee that one up, but I I do want to say, like I think everybody was kind of rooting for Arya. When I don't know that everybody, that might be unfair, but I think we, a, a majority wanted to see what Arya was going to do. Yeah. Um, to the point, I I think I saw a lot of people saying like, oh well, she's got Daenerys Stormborn on her list now. Right. Um, and her and John kind of meet closely prior to to John killing Danny. And then she fought, like what the, f- mm. and I it, don't. I, what value did Arya like all like so far? What I can tell is that Arya went all the way there, wasn't even questioned by the Unsullied. Like they were just like, nah, you're good. Like go ahead, you're yeah. fine." Um, yeah, we'll let you walk up armed to our queen that just burned an entire city. That's cool. So she gets all the way up there, just to tell John. Like you need to kill her. Like that's pretty much all she was there for. <laughs> and to take a character like Arya,
0: who has been this incredible character, who has gone through all this training, is incredibly badass, and then to look John in the face and go, "I know a killer when I see one." No shit. There's bodies everywhere. <laughs> like uh... how dumb does this show <laughs> think we are? My God. Oh my God, dude. And and and, yeah. and 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 we can even go back to the the episode before it. What is Arya's storyline? because for season after season, she has had this list. She has been consumed by fear to the point that she had had her humanity stripped away because the only thing she saw it was vengeance. And she ends up coming to King's landing because she's going to kill Cersei. And we have that moment that we talked about where it's kind of a touching moment where the hound says, you don't want to be like me. You don't want to be consumed by vengeance, which on paper, great scene. It's a great way to kind of like put a, a end to Arya's storyline. But, mm-hmm. it, but again, because they're writing for what needs to happen and not because of character choices, it, it, we ask the question, well, then what is she doing in King's Landing? And then the answer was, because they needed to get her in place to kill uh, Danny. And then this mm-hmm. question comes in, well, what was the entire point of that? And, it, again, because it's not motivated by choice, it's motivated by, like, spectacle.
1: I, I really honestly think that if they were asked that question they would serve up that she was there to reinforce what John knew he needed to do. Mm-hmm. I really think that's why control they had Control your aggression. Se- like, ser- <laughs> seriously, that is exactly what I was trying to remember the line just because that's all Aria is at this point.
0: Yeah. Like, that's an apples you, and oranges reference for anybody who has not listened.
1: This disembodied fucking control your aggression. That's Thank all you. she is mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's so funny that you did that because I couldn't remember the line and I didn't want to make an <laughs> ass out of myself, so I wasn't <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> yeah, but no. I yeah. Um, so what? What were you? Um, actually, before before, I, I think I know what you were going to move on to. Yeah. But John says you are my queen now and always. Hmm. Um. Would it have been Would it have been better if he just said, "I will always love you"? Mm. was was he trying to express that he loved her or was he trying to express his loyalty or what uh, what's what's that what's going on there I think it's almost like a telling her what
0: she needs to hear kind of thing because and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do some okay. mental gymnastics here to get to this but, okay but Danny has been this person that has been consumed by who is loyal to me she's living in paranoia and she has that scene where it says all I have is fear and he he says I'm you know you are my queen and she goes is that all I am to you, um, so when he says you are my queen now and forever I almost think it's a in a way where yes what you said would probably be a line somebody would say to somebody they love, but because he knows what she's seeking he's almost telling her what she needs to hear because he loves her even though that I, okay. I love you would be better.
1: Okay. There's mental gymnastics to get there, but I think I, you know what. <laughs> I just, I need to be able to close this chapter and be happy with it. So mm. just, just, yeah, you can do that stuff. Just help me. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. I, what were you going to hit on next?
0: So, so Danny dies. Drogon, because Drogon, I, I guess, just is telepathically linked to, to Danny, uh, decides to show up into the throne room uh sniffs around somehow miraculously deduces that john killed danny uh and you can make the argument that he sniffed the knife sure i'll give you that and so we're supposed to have this tense scene where he he looks like he's about to execute john and at the last minute he burns the iron throne because the dragon knows what the iron throne is yeah and then he grabs danny and flies away (laughs) You know, you what, know is, what is he going <laughs> to do with the
1: body? I didn't find that scene funny mm-hmm. until you ex- until you described it. Mm-hmm. That made it so much funnier. Um, yeah, I watched it thinking like, like, okay, the dragon's fucking smart. And this en- entire time, he's been trying to tell us that all of these politics are just for the birds and he hasn't been able to communicate it because he has no arms and he breathes fire. Mm -hmm. So with his last, you know, his last bit of effort, he burns the throne and flies away with his mom. (sighs) I really, I think he was just pissed that there were no wheelchair ramps. (laughs) So he decided to,
0: it's it's a nice illusion to what ultimately happens. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I immediately read way too far into Drogon melting the throne. Yeah, I really think there's nothing there. I think that it's pure coincidence. Um, from a writer perspective, I don't think. I think that it was just like, I, I don't know. I like. I, I'm so on the fence of wanting to assign uh, critical thought to the decision but I don't even I don't there's an episode of the office where um, (laughs) where Michael makes this thing for the Dundies and he's looking into the mirror and he like uh, there anyway there's just a scene in the office where Oscar says um, the analytical side of me wants to wants to like explore this but he basically says like I know Michael made it and there's nothing there, you know. So like that's pretty much where I'm at. Like I, I really want to like analyze this, but I know that there's probably nothing there. Like oh, and, yeah. and, and I'm also I'm never gonna get the justification. I'm never gonna know. It makes what no, am I looking sense. Like what, it, what what like what's gonna make me feel better? Is and, it gonna make me like? Would it make me feel better if the if the writers explained this? No. You it know, reminds it me
0: it reminds me of an onion article that came out in between Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame and this is there's no spoilers in this um but the 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 onion article said uh new fan theory suggests that the key to being Thanos is nothing because this isn't real and none of this exists <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep yeah
0: and it's just uh-huh. like and and if that is where your show ultimately comes down to, and I can kind of put this back to, like, oh, people are being overly critical or they're thinking too hard into it. If your line of defense is that, well, you shouldn't care that much, that show has failed. It has yeah. failed to be any sort of cultural mi- milestone. And since it has been a show that had achieved that once, it is just wearing it egg on its face for, for being... Uh, devolved into what this is it's i mean you're uh, melting the iron throne like uh, that's how they're going to subvert expectations nobody sits on the throne fucking
1: cool it's And, and then like somebody somebody ends up ruling yeah i really let's move forward yeah because i because i i do want to make my point but i think it's better served at the end of all of this so the the throne melts and then i think something else small happens but it just fades to black and then cuts like like i said like wishbone you don't remember wishbone no i never saw it the, but it's the dog that would like go back like go back in time and like react like reenact historical events like he would be like davy jones like the dog was davy jones hmm You don't really... That's like... I I mean, I knew of it. I was just never in it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You're freaking me out. I was like, how do you not even know about it? Okay, good. Um, Anyway... I I knew it it was a thing. I just didn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Well, this watched like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Very, very, like, Saturday morning special shot in, like, a... You know, like, in the studio downtown from where you live kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, it just... Like, after this point, like, this was the point where the show or the episode felt so cheap afterwards um, to me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I skipped a ton of, I, I skipped a ton of stuff in my notes because I was just in pure awe of what I was watching. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you want to,
0: uh, I think there's. How do I cook this goose. <laughs> I think there's. We can kind of hit on some of the the bigger points of holiday. I think the, the first thing that comes to mind is that um, they have like the council meeting where they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out what to do in a post Danny world, because they want to <laughs> they want to adhere to the pre-established uh, 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 hierarchy of, of what became before it, but because they have no king or queen, they're utterly useless. <laughs> and so they decide to kind of like talk it out. Uh is there anything in the scene that you would like to to kinda of zone in on? No,
1: you pointed out that Sam suggests Democracy. You know, they kind democracy. of laugh at it. yeah. And then everybody just kinda of goes along with it. Yeah. <laughs> and it ends it ends with
0: Bran being nominated as the the rightful king and he has this awful line where he goes why do you think i'm here and it's just like so brand new all along like the three-eyed raven was this amazing fantastical character who was putting everybody in place because he wanted to fight off the knights the night king and then literally does nothing and so then we find out that his ultimate motivation for everything
1: was to become fucking king Jesus Christ, like, okay, so logically, I want to read into that line. So he delivers the line, why do you think I'm here? It almost like it's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to undercut you, it's almost villainous. So I don't know that it's villainous. I I, want to agree with you, but I want to counter with, I think it was like, i am trying to take it as like well i'm here aren't i you know then, like if that is if that's
0: where it ends then how like blasé like of a character
1: yeah like, like ser- seriously like I-, I think it was like i don't think it was like a um like this is what i was meant to do like i don't think it was like that at all i think it was i'm hoping um it was like a. Uh, it was like okay, you know what? Like clearly, you, as these like foolish mortals, mortals are never going to understand the true power that I possess. So I'm here to satisfy your worldly, uh, want for a king. That's how I'm hoping. Like I, I fucking I refuse to believe that Bran has been a weirdo, for this entire time, just because he was going to replace, Cersei. Give me a break. Because, I mean, it's almost like
0: humanity's pacifier. Fuck it. If you guys can't unite, then I will, will belittle my power of knowing all to be king. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. L- y- right. Like, that's that's what I want. Or that that's not what I want. That's the explanation for this travesty mm-hmm. that I want. Um, I refuse to believe that that is why that, that cannot be the driving force for his character. I refuse to believe it. He's been spending this entire time speaking in, in cryptic existentialism and, and, and it's all to, to be a fucking king. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, there's no way. I, I mean, he ugh. like it's too, it's too. It's like these materials. The- it's like they sat around
0: in the writer's room and thought, who is the least likely to get this? Uh, brand. Why? I don't know. Let's just do it.
1: Seriously. Like they were so obsessed with subverting expectations. I think that's what it became. It became. I don't. It, it became like a look, we've got really good ratings. We need to go out with a bang. Star Wars is going to be great, I hear. So why don't we just, like, give them... Let, let's go for gasps, dude. And, like, they... Yeah. I, I mean, like, at that point, this this is really, like, when the episode just started to just tank for me. Like, I was like, come on, all of this is so convenient.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything more out of that council scene. Uh, yeah, I mean...
1: John takes the Night's Watch. I
0: audibly laughed. John's entire Seriously. story is uh, John's a bastard. So he feels the honor to go live his, his life out of the Night's Watch because he has to forego his honor, his family name, can't have children. And he's fine with that because he wants to give his life in protection of people. Great. He goes on this journey where he finds out that the people that he's defending the realm from aren't as bad as they think they are because there is this higher threat that he learns needs to be defended against. He does the impossible, unites them and is killed for it is brought back to life. Comes back from the fucking dead. Comes back, brought back to life, becomes king, forgoes his kingship so that he can finally get all the pieces he needs to defend against the undying, defeat defeats the undying and is thrust into this new political game that he does not want to be in where he finds out that he is the rightful king and his ultimate character stop is to go back to the fucking night's watch that doesn't even need defending because the white walkers are
1: <laughs> because he never wanted it that's why
0: <laughs> oh my god dude and i listen i if, if if we put this episode out and you know give it a month and all these think pieces come out that analyze why oh these were actually the right moves that they needed to be this is why it makes sense on a, a narrative scale i'm more than willing to to be okay yeah we look like idiots we got it wrong but i honestly i, agree. I can't i can't fathom how this is a good storytelling
1: but i stand by i think i think one of the reasons that um, these complaints are justified is that there's too much to infer and not enough time to to spell it out for me. I mean, I, I think the mark of good storytelling is mostly explained with some of that, like, regressive... Not necessarily regressive, but introspective um, analysis. You know, like, I, I think... I, fu- I fucking, I shouldn't even have to explain this. Like, Game of Thrones did it great. Like, it, it, it did very well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's an o- the only reason that we're complaining and expecting better is because we've been served better.
0: Yeah. It, it, so, it was a show that dealt in the meticulousness of humanity and, and the complexity of a person's, um, Uh, you know like there there was no good or evil there were these great characters and moral ambiguities and trying to tell these human stories and we get to the point where people have become superheroes kind of and as somebody who loves loves uh superhero movies like that like to show you how upsetting it is because like i was gonna write this this long article about uh Which I was gonna write that 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 doesn't put me in a good light. I I ultimately decided against it because I stopped wanting to to just shit on Game of Thrones. But I'll say it here as like my final piece. This this show has cut character corners so terribly, and I found it so funny that we had two huge cultural milestones come to an end with the Avengers Endgame. And I'm not gonna spoil any of that, but I will I will. As much as I am a fanboy of that series, I will sit here and tell you that that's sh- that's the entirety of the Marvel franchise cuts characters all the time. Like they they tell us more than they show us. But the reason it works and it is good is because ultimately they're cheating characters to get them where we want them to be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a good example. I I, I think this isn't a spoiler one. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. The relationship between Tony Stark and and Steve uh, Steve Rogers is is supposed to have this friendship aspect to them because you know that they to see these two guys fall out over something that emotional weight is supposed to hinge on their friendship the series never shows their friendship like that never we we kind of get that from behind the scenes but the reason it works is because ultimately it's 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 stories we want to hear with game of thrones they're cutting characters to turn them into villains and it's just like it's so paper thin that we we can't buy it and if you're gonna have these huge revelations and turning on characters, you've got to do so much more groundwork than this. And it's just,
1: I don't know. It feel, it feels like they were exiting.
0: Yeah, I, it's the same thing we're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I get you. It's just. Um... um. Yeah, I, I think, but I think those are very good. Um, I think, I think, I, it's valid, you know, like. They're valid explanations that aren't the typical explanations that people are giving. Mm-hmm. you know, like I think it's I mean, to your point that I, and I agree with it if there, if a think piece comes out or several because I'm sure they will it's it's already happening now. Um, explaining why you know we're wrong and the and the season was actually great. Um, I'm fully prepared to shift my sails and and join that fleet but i don't know how someone is going to help me excuse the pacing and the laziness and the disrespect of time to develop this last season um i think that still stands i i'm super interested in figuring out how i'm wrong but um That's that's my reason for not liking this this season and by proxy, the end of the show. Yeah. Um, To that point, I have a few funny little things I want to say, but I am running out surprisingly. Um, And it was like this last sequence of events was like how and I even wrote this verbatim. How many other characters can we? Oh, yeah. At this point, Mm -hmm. like we're we're and then I go on to say, we're watching the negative version of fan service. Like, I don't, I don't even want this fan service. Like it sucks. You know, like I don't, I don't care to see, I don't know. Uh, you, you gave me a different spin. I wrote that when I was watching, you know, like Tyrion kind of hopefully carry out the council meeting and tell Bran, like, you know, that's going to get better in reference to Braun. Yeah. Cerbron. um, really cute scenes um Tyrion overall. fucking tidying
0: the table and
1: yeah like like that was fun i get it but the whole time like we just watched this after watching the fucking two main characters like one killed the other one yep and now i'm watching Tyrion straighten the table and, and like i'm they had the audacity to have sam bring in the fucking song of fire and ice book what in the fu- dude? <laughs> like I'm gonna watch it and be like, "That's the that's the show. That's the book. That's the one. That's it. That's it." You like, know, like, like I'm some like some sort
0: I'm... of hot tub time machine.
1: Oh my god. Oh, oh god. man. And then, uh, like, so yeah, I pictured like a like a where are they now? Ending. You know, like. Because before they showed Sir Braun, I was like, What the fuck about Sir Braun? Like what happened to him? And and like then he showed up. But I was expecting him to be like like Sir Bron eventually took control of Highgarden and lived there happily ever after. Like I totally like too if they would cooks, have just, too many cooks. Seriously, dude. Like I would not have been I would have just been like, Yep, this is where we are now. This is the this is the pacing we've set. Yeah.
0: And and I it's funny because Braun is actually such a nice fucking point on 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 the the hilariousness of it because he spells it out in that scene where he kind of like jumps Tyrion and, and jamie where he goes and all these fancy houses were built on fucking uh i think he goes fucking cocksuckers who just killed enough people and eventually became a lord you kill enough people uh-huh. and you become a king and so he's basically like just putting out the plot line and then he's he's like yeah i'm you know lord of uh high garden <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to—I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Gosh! But yeah, I don't know, man. I. Yeah, this was a Zoinks rom-com. Mm. I uh, wonder what the real the real lesson was. <laughs> oh. I just want to see Ghost get his ear back.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I to end on a positive note. 'Cause I, I, I kinda hinted at it when I said that I I saw a Twitter exchange that I ultimately decided to stay out of. I'm angry because of how much I love this show. Um yep. I I it, it is a a whiplash and an upsetting to see the way it turned out. But I am thankful for what had come before it. Like, I mean when we, when this is gonna get a little cheesy. After the show wrapped up, um, you know, my dad and I hugged because we had just spent the last nine years watching the show together and it was really cool. To have that like i'm happy for the cultural conversation minus the negativity i'm happy for all the hours of speculation and wondering and discussions that spawned out of this i'm i'm happy for the cinematography and the music and the production value especially in these later seasons which were good um i'm not like i if i mean if i could thanos this and snap my finger and get what i want i wouldn't i wouldn't take away this the show um I think overall there is a, a, a net positive, but man, do I wish that could have ended better. That's I guess. That's where I want to leave on a positive note. If this is where we're wrapping it up.
1: I could dig, but I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what, I don't know how to find satisfaction, but I'm going to try because I respect the show enough to do so. And I, I do want to say, you know, like to your point, um, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're being challenged for your feelings on, on how the show ended, um, whoever, you know, if, if, if you're seeing these like contrarian efforts to just be like, well, I told you it sucked, you know, like, don't like, don't let stuff like that debase your, your appreciation for the show. Um, I think everybody's entitled to, 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 to feel what they want to feel when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, a, a literal, like you said, a cultural turning point. And I, you didn't say cultural turning point, but but I mean, this is, a, you know, it does mark an important time in, in uh, the arts history. So don't let anybody cheapen your experience, you know. Um, save that for the writers. I'm just kidding. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to call it Star Wars Episode 12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but i mean don't let anybody cheapen you know shit we like i this is the first time i've ever critically reviewed any any show as an adult i mean i i took film studies courses in, in high school and uh, enjoyed the the discussions there but i've never done it since and so um i'm not letting i'm not letting the uh the miming of my upset and like frustration get me down. Like I, I don't think it should make me feel worse about how I feel about the show. You know? So I, I would, I would, uh, hope everybody else feels the same. Like if you're, if you're genuinely, you know, uh, if, if it made you feel something, whether or not it's what we wanted to feel, you know, it still made you feel something. So don't, don't feel like that's cheap or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's still worth appreciating, uh, what it what what the show was um maybe it died in season seven to you and that's perfectly fine look the office is my favorite show of all time um and i i i can very uh painfully quote nearly every i can see a screenshot and almost tell you what episode it's from uh but i can't do it after season seven you know um eight and nine are just episodes or they're, they're seasons that are dead to me. So um I don't know there's, there's a really weird existential way of saying there's like, there's an afterlife for game of Thrones. I don't even know if that's worth saying, but I, I mean like, I think it's, I think what I'm getting at is it's, is don't let anybody cheapen your emotion for the show and uh don't, don't, feel like it's it's not worth something in the end because it it definitely was just like you said with you and your dad being able to share this experience you know Mm -hmm. maybe the outcome is not what you wanted but um i don't know at least you guys have something to hate together (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know um and and i'm gonna like i'm gonna take my own words and i'm going to rewatch the show now um not right now but i'm going to give adequate time and rewatch the show and, and really try to make a you know make something out of this
0: I think I'm going to like if if there's a because I have a suspicion that uh, we're recording this the Sunday I have a suspicion that tomorrow Monday uh, or today when you're listening to this uh, we're going to get an announcement of the next book um, I think I'm going to make a uh, an effort to read them and just see like I don't think I get to be as mad as I am without reading the books. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So much of my criticism um, hinged on how well thought out and planned prior storylines were, and crediting the book. I think the only way that I can morally uh, give back to the universe is to read these books. So I, I think I'm going to try. I'm going to start over from the first one because I did say I read the first two, and just see. Because I mean, it, it, I I I ultimately walk away from the season realizing that I have chose the wrong medium. So I'm going to go try and enjoy the story in the way that it was intended to be enjoyed.
1: I think I'm with you. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to do the same. All right.
0: Well, um, with that, I think we did a lot more talking about fan toxicity than we did the show. And I think that's fine, but, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird, like we're in this weird space right now with the show. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I'm partially satisfying myself, partially satisfying everybody else. I don't, I don't want anybody to have to feel persecuted for enjoying a, you know, uh, an amazing television show. Yeah. All right. Well, unless you have any final thoughts, um... Um, next week we're going to review Marvelous Miss Maisel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you're joking. <laughs> I know you're joking. But seriously, if
0: I got two good show recommendations, Better Call Saul is the best damn show on TV right now. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I think it's three seasons. Or we're waiting on the fourth or it's the fourth season. We're waiting on the fifth. I think if you wrote it off because it's like, oh, you know, Better uh, Breaking Bad, Cashin, it is uh, exercise in, in patience and in storytelling and laying things out there. Mm. Highly recommend it. That and Fargo, but that uh, that one's an anthology, and so it's like different actors, different
1: stories. So I, it's harder to kind of yeah. like throw my hat behind that ring, but also a good show. I need to get back behind Fargo, and I did. I did write off Better Call Saul as as a cash in on Breaking Bad. Fame. It is
0: the best damn show on TV, man. It is good. Shit, watch it. Maybe, All right, maybe we'll do a retroactive uh, look on that.
1: I was about to say, hey, next week is uh, unless we figure something out. Yeah, you're back to back to something else
0: so just talking about video games <laughs> uh, well but no seriously I'm thank like, you thank you so much for doing this with me um and chelsea as well who I, I i'm sorry that you're upset uh i'm upset too but the episodes that she was in thank you um yeah
1: uh i think she just needed to process this yeah just like i process by talking she processes by not talking so um yeah I can't wait to hear what she has to say about it though.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, why don't you go ahead and let people know
1: where they can find you and, uh, all the things that you do. I'm on social media as dear Christopher and, um, I don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, make really I cool videos on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a, an ambitious want to, to return to streaming valiantly one day mm-hmm. and I will, but, um, not just yet in due time soon soon
0: but uh yeah if you did enjoy the things that i have to say you can find me at the tap stream on twitter instagram facebook and youtube uh i am actually going to take a little bit more time to kind of hammer in the instagram side of things i have been seeing kind of you know, good results on Instagram. So if that's your jam, Woo! I uh, specifically want to direct you there. There's a lot of cool stuff there, and it gives you a highlight to a lot of the things I do, especially in streaming uh, on Mixer.com/slash The Tap Stream. Uh, we do have a website, TheTapStream.com, where you can find the Discord link to join the amazing community. You can find some art to uh, some community art that they have drawn, which is really mostly photoshops of my head on various pop culture references. Uh, you can also find a, a podcast section where you can leave a comment uh to further discussion of what we've been talking about <clears throat> and actually i meant to say this at the beginning of the episode but we kind of i think we're blindsided by this finale um uh we made a big mistake last week we kind of got the whole intentions of Varys wrong and we we assumed that it was uh it was uh kindness of him concerning danny's uh inability oh, to yeah. eat, but it was actually he was trying to poison her but quite I the did, opposite i didn't pick up on that apparently so yeah so yeah, you can yell at us on the comment section of thetapstream.com. dot um, Please do. But until what's, n- uh,
1: what? Sorry, I was just gonna say, what's 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 next for the stream? Do we have anything fun to look forward to? Uh,
0: I'm I'm doing Sekiro uh, and Super Mario Maker. This is gonna be my last full push of Sekiro. Uh I, nice. I, I'm gonna give myself this week to try it. I absolutely love the game, but I have spent about a month on it, so it's time to move yeah, on. No,
1: your, your conviction on Sekiro has been has been. Uh, quadruple that of red dead so because <laughs> it's actually I'm sorry uh, <laughs> i no. will face a thousand
0: giant apes than having to fucking there you go. loot a piss body. Off,
1: piss off people who like game of thrones and then piss off the red dead fans that is the weirdest cross-section of people who now are angry at us huh. yeah <laughs> well
0: it's a good thing they uh are, are uh conditioned for suffering
1: so yeah that's true <laughs> anyway well, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this podcast
0: I do too and I don't think this is going to be the last of us because uh, I we've talked about some ideas so I don't know if it's going to be immediately uh, we're jumping into some of the things we've talked about but uh, the podcast will continue uh, next week 25 episodes man it. 25 fucking weeks of this almost yeah. halfway, halfway to a year Jeez. alright
1: Well, all right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.